You're listening to episode number 21 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today, we're going to spend some quality time, just you and me, talking about how to prepare for divorce. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host... Jason Lavoy. All right, welcome to this episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Thanks again for joining me. If you haven't subscribed to the show, so you get all the new episodes when they come out, which is right now every other Tuesday. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you know I've been having guest experts on week after week, uh, or episode after episode, I should say. Uh, talking about all different aspects of divorce, right? And I love talking to experts. And I'm going to continue talking to experts and having them on as guests. But today, I felt like, you know, it's just been so long since I think it was episode three, I would have to look that I just talked to you. Uh, One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I wanted to instill and give you and teach you a lot of the things I know uh, about divorce, so they can help you because that's what this is all about. So that's what I'm doing this, with this episode. I could have had another guest on. I'm going to put them on the next episode because I got to talk to you guys and I got to make the time and make a better effort of doing that. And I promise I'll do, be doing that in the future. So one of the things, especially, you know, one of the things that I talk about commonly uh, with my clients and with people who, uh, show up to my trainings and stuff, is that the process of getting divorced is overwhelming, right? We all know that. But preparing for your divorce is probably the most important part of the whole process, in my opinion. Now, if you are thinking about getting divorced or you've already decided you want to get a divorce, but you haven't started the process yet, meaning you haven't filed something with the court, you know, filed the complaint for divorce yet, and the court doesn't even know that you exist, then you are in a golden spot. You are what I would refer to as my ideal client because I get to work with you from the beginning. So even if you're not my client, imagine that you are for today because I'm going to tell you how to prepare for divorce. And this is the information that I think you need to know. So the first question you got to ask yourself, right, is what is your divorce going to be like? And nobody knows that better than you. And what I mean by that is, is it going to be a contentious divorce or is it going to be an amicable divorce? Now, in a perfect world, I would hope that every divorce uh, can be amicable. Uh, But the unfortunate truth is, is that a lot of them aren't. And if you're dealing with a narcissist, for example, if your spouse is a narcissist, then it's definitely not going to be an amicable divorce. So you got to strap yourself in and prepare for what lies ahead. So, you know, I always say, it's so funny, like I always say to anybody getting divorced, you know, and they're like, well, Jason, what, what's the process like? What can I expect? And I just say, do you like roller coasters? Uh, whether you do or not, you need to strap yourself in because getting a divorce, especially a contested divorce, is like a roller coaster. You're going to have your shares of ups and downs uh, and bumps and blops. Blops? I don't even think that's a word, but we'll, we'll use it. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs like a roller coaster and your twists and turns. So uh, just 
understand that, and that way when it happens, you'll be that much more prepared for it. So if you think your divorce is going to be contentious, you know, why do you think that? Is it because your your spouse is difficult? Um, are you difficult? You know, it does take two to tango. Uh, are children involved? Are there a lot of assets that need to be divided? Uh, the more stuff that need to be dealt with during the divorce makes it more complicated. Uh, and children are definitely one of those things because you're dealing with custody, parenting time, uh, and that's like a whole nother animal. It adds a whole nother level to divorce proceedings. And if you can't agree on that kind of stuff, then you're in for a long, long, and probably expensive divorce process. Now, sometimes I ask people, okay, you think it's going to be a contentious divorce? That's fair. But is there anything that you can do to prevent it? You know, um, are there things that you can do? Are there issues that you can resolve and not fight about that would help move the whole process along? And I'm not saying, you know, issues that you think are important are not important. But sometimes if you list out everything on a piece of paper, you know, what are all the issues that you foresee? Not all of them are as important as others, right? There's different levels. Uh, so you want to prioritize and you want to focus on the big ones that are important to you. And then maybe the other ones you can, you know, throw in as concessions and negotiations. Uh, but fighting over everything all the time is not going to help the process. So, you know, figure out what the big issues are going to be and what the big issues for you are going to be. And do so for your spouse too, because nobody knows your spouse better than you, right? I always say that, uh, especially if you've been married a long time. Uh, understand and think about what your spouse's motivations may be. So let's talk about why preparation is so important. Now, the first official part of getting divorced through the courts is filing the complaint for divorce. That's the document that gets the court on your radar, or gets you on the court's radar, I should say. Uh, once your spouse is served with a complaint, or you're served with a complaint, um, chances are they're not going to be as nice to you uh, as they have been. And if they weren't nice to you in the first place, they're going to even take it to another level once they're officially served. Because once you're served, if somebody's served uh, with official court papers, Think about how that makes you feel. How would you feel if you got a knock at the door today and you were served with a complaint for divorce? Maybe it's already happened to you. Uh, maybe not. But it's not something that, you know, people enjoy getting served. So uh, when people know that the divorce process has officially started, it's it's weird their behaviors change. So, for example, um, you know, that relationship, I would call it, would definitely be on lockdown. Um, your spouse is going to be even more secretive than they're already maybe being. Uh, the communication, if there is any at this point, is going to totally stop. Um, if you had access to any documents or uh, computer files, odds are that's going to change, and they're going to change passwords on you. They may hide stuff from you, hide documents and other things. They may start moving money around different accounts. Um, do you even know what all the accounts are? That's a huge thing, too. In other words, once the process officially starts, it's going to be an uphill battle for you. and Everything is going to be that much more difficult. So that's why part of the preparation process is doing things 
on what I call the down low, you know, kind of sleuth-like um, and not obvious because that's the perfect time to do your information gathering. And that is a huge part of the preparation process. So let's talk about that a little bit more here. When you're preparing for the divorce process, this is not an overnight thing, by the way. This can take weeks, months, but as long as the court is not involved, you have as much time as you want, theoretically, right? So take your time. You want to do it right, and you want to do it safely. So I want you to put on your investigator's hat, right? Because that's what preparing for divorce involves, investigating and document gathering. Uh, Start thinking about what documents you do have access to, uh, bank statements, Do you know how many accounts there are? Is it just one joint account? Do you have your own accounts? Do you have access to any of these things? Credit card statements. Um, Credit card statements are essential when you're getting divorced because that shows, especially if you use them for pretty much everything, and I think most families nowadays do, uh, shows what the marital lifestyle is uh, because you just go through the statements and you can see how much you guys are spending uh, month to month. So that is uh, your lifestyle. So how many, you know, print out uh, at least a year of credit card statements, preferably more. I say three uh, if you can, but at least start gathering those documents before those change. Investment accounts uh, through brokerage houses, uh, you know, for mutual funds, stocks, bonds, whatever you have, retirement accounts, 401ks, Roth IRAs, uh, SEP IRAs, Everything that you can get access to, start start getting documents for and start printing out uh, at least a year, if not more, okay? Uh, but at, at least a year so you have some point of reference. Because if you, if you have access to these things now, I'm just telling you, once the complaint for divorce is filed, or uh, it's going to change. And I see it all the time. Passwords change, and then you don't have access to, the, to this stuff anymore, and that doesn't mean you won't get it in the future because when you go through discovery, um, he will have to provide all this information to you, but it's just nice when you have it ahead of time so you know what to expect, right? And you know if you have everything. Uh, the worst feeling in the world is to start going through discovery in a divorce and you feel like there's secret accounts, you're not sure, how do you prove it? Uh, then you have to get forensic experts involved. That costs thousands of dollars. Do what you can ahead of time. It's going to make your life so much easier when everything starts to hit the fan. That's the point. Be organized. Like, I don't know about you. I'm a lot of things, and one of those is organized. Like, I can't operate in uh, an unorganized way. So whatever organization means to you, and if you're not organized, just figure out something that you can do uh, to make it better because, you know, you're going to be start you're going to be getting all these documents. You want to have easy access to them. You want to know where to find them. So make folders, tab binders, you know, each one, credit card statements. Uh, do it by account if you're anal enough to do it that way. I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, credit card statements, bank statements, retirement accounts, investment accounts, um, all your debts, you know, mortgages, uh, credit card debt, like just divide it up. And so it's so easy for you to find when somebody, like an attorney, may ask you in the future, do you have this information? You know how much money you will save yourself if you get an attorney uh, and you show up to that attorney's office with a fully tabbed binder or folder system with all these documents already organized? 
I can't tell you, the best client I ever had in the world walked in um, right after uh, they retained us to represent them. The first meeting walked in with a fully tabbed binder with all these documents. I didn't even have to tell her to bring them yet. Um, that was what I was going to tell, discuss with her at that first meeting. She came in already prepared, and I, it saved me hours, hours at my billable rate um, gathering it and going through and reviewing and organizing it myself. So do yourself a favor. Um, if you get an attorney in the future, they will love you for that. So organization, you know, put things on a flash drive if that's how you, if that's how you do it. Make folders on a computer. It doesn't have to be printed out just as long as you have access to it. Uh, whatever works for you, that's the plan. What else uh, should we talk about when preparing for divorce? You got to be safe about it, right? The last thing I want you to be involved in is a domestic violence incident, right? I did a lot of domestic violence work in my day, and it's not easy. It's sad, uh, but it's very real. And so one of the things that I encourage you to do is, especially if you think your spouse may become physically violent uh, once it starts hitting the fan, get a safety bag. Okay, create a safety bag for you with some essential items, clothes, toiletries, uh, maybe even some cash that you can grab uh, in an instant if you ever have to in an emergency and get out. You know, so you have some stuff to at least get you through the next couple days. Uh, so important. Have a plan. Okay, if things turn really bad and abusive, uh, and that doesn't just go for physical abuse, mind you, emotional abuse can be considered domestic violence. Absolutely. So where are you going to go, though? Like, have a plan. Are you going to go to a friend's house, a family member's house, a hotel? Which hotel? You know, how much does that hotel cost? Make sure you have enough money for a couple nights' stay. Um, Which family member are you going to go to? Which friend? Have you already talked to your friend? Uh, In the case of an emergency, can I calm crash at your place? These are things you want to have the answers to. So in the time of an actual crisis, you don't have to think about it. You just pick up and act. All right. Another thing I want you to think about is having a separate account for yourself in case of an uh, in case of an emergency. So anybody can open up a bank account, a simple checking account. Why can't you? Maybe you already have one. Maybe you don't. Uh, but wouldn't it be nice to be able to have an account that your spouse doesn't have access to? that you alone have access to in case of an emergency. Uh, Think about opening such an account up uh, at your local bank. And when you can, start putting some money in there every now and then. And then over time, it builds up. And remember, now time is on your side because you're preparing. Again, you're not rushing to do anything uh, because you're in a crisis. So that's why doing this stuff now is so critical. You have the time to do it. What else? When things hit the fan in a contested divorce situation, one of the biggest decisions that you have to make is, where am I going to live? Am I going to continue to live with my spouse in the same marital home during the divorce? A lot of, time this ha- a lot of times this happens, uh, but a lot of times it doesn't, and one person decides to move out, and sometimes you fight about who's going to move out. Um, but where are you going to move out to? Who's going to pay for that? Can you afford it? 
Unfortunately, a lot of times you can't afford that because where's that extra rent money coming from, right? Uh, but if you're going to both live in the same house during the divorce, that's not exactly a recipe for uh, a good environment either. So these are things that I don't have a quick answer for you. Everybody's situation is different. But these are things that if you haven't, you need to start thinking about right now during the preparation phase. Okay, uh, why don't you check out uh, alternate living arrangements? How much do apartments cost around you there? Maybe the next town over, maybe two towns over. Um, if you have children, what's going to happen with the children, right? These are all things to start thinking about. And then if you do move out or your spouse moves out, now you have two residences that you have to support. Who's going to pay for what? These things are fought about all the time uh, in contested situations. And again, you might end up fighting about this in court with your spouse in a divorce, but you want to at least be thinking about it ahead of time so you have some idea of what that picture is going to look like. And maybe you even have some reasonable suggestions on you know, who, who would pay for what and where that money is coming from. Now, children. I spoke about children, right? Children in a divorce add it. A whole nother level to it. What is the parenting time situation going to be, especially during the divorce process, especially if you two are not living in the same house? Uh, Who's going to move out? Where are the kids going to stay? Where's the person that's moving out? How often are they going to get to see the kids? Right. These are things that you need to think think about and have a reasonable solution for. You can't just say, well... He's going to move out. He's an a-hole. And I don't care if he sees the kids or not. That's probably not going to fly. He may be an a-hole, but he's still the children's father. And unless there's a a valid reason why he shouldn't be with the kids, like safety reasons, abuse, stuff like that, a court's going to let him see the kids because he's the father, right? I mean, that's only fair. Just because you two don't get along doesn't mean he's a bad dad by default. So, and that goes for mom too, right? It goes either way. Parenting time issues have to be figured out, and the best way to figure those out are to put them in writing. If you can't come to an agreement, the court will order a parenting time schedule. But trust me, that's like a last-case resort. You don't want that uh, because whatever the court decides to do, trust me, one or both of you are not going to be happy with that uh, because the court doesn't know you and your children like you do. So I always suggest to people, put aside your differences for a moment with each other And think about what's in the best interest of your children, right? Because most of the time, that's what a court is trying to do. Just because you two don't get along and just because the marriage didn't work between you two doesn't mean you two can't be great parents and shouldn't be great parents to the children, right? They kind of are mutually exclusive, uh, but sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around that when you're going through it. And I totally understand that. But that's why we're talking about it now. So think about what the parenting schedule should be. Be reasonable. Um, Try to make it uh, as consistent for the kids as possible and as fair for the person. If one of them is moving out of the marital home, you know, let them see the kids uh, as often as they want and can uh, as long as it works out for everybody. Uh, What is going to be the biggest point of contention in the divorce? Uh, Is it going to be custody? Because if it is and you don't agree on custody, then 
you're in for a long, expensive ride because you're going to have to get uh, a custody evaluation, which is where you hire or the court appoints uh, an expert custody evaluator uh, to kind of interview everybody, see what the family dynamic is, and then they report back to the court with their recommendations. And most of the time, the court follows those recommendations. And most of the time, one of the parents are not happy with those recommendations because one of the parents feel like they're made out to be the bad guy. And it's just a bad situation. So, uh, and if I haven't told you this already, and you don't know, uh, custody evaluation, thousands of dollars. It could be tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and it goes on for months. So just understand that and try to avoid it if possible. And sometimes it's not. But if you don't have the money to spend on these types of experts, it's going to be a problem. Okay. One of the big pieces of preparing for divorce is forming your divorce team. I've spoken about this so often, um, but I'm going to say it again here. Form your divorce team, people who are objective professionals to help you get through this difficult time, okay? And you need that. I call it the trifecta of awesomeness. Uh, It's episode number 13 of the podcast, so if you haven't heard that one, check it out. But basically, uh, these are the three people who form the, the bedrock of your divorce team, or in my opinion, who should. An attorney, a coach, and a therapist, okay? Uh, and then if resources and permit, you can have a, a finance person, a real estate person. You can go on and on. But the, the three bedrock people I think that you should have are an attorney, a coach, and a therapist, okay? Each one handles different aspects of what's going on. An attorney handles the legal aspects, um, you know, the law, your options, uh, what you uh, a fair resolution legally to the divorce would be. Uh, settlement negotiations, all that type of thing, going to court, uh, filing motions, and talking to the judge on your behalf. That's the attorney's job. A coach, uh, such as myself, uh, I wear a different hat now. I used to be an attorney doing all the attorney stuff, but now I do the coaching stuff. So what do I do? I'm that little person on your shoulder uh, advocating for you, rooting for you, uh, helping you keep your legal bill down by giving you Uh, information and uh, directing you to think about issues from an attorney's point of view. Uh, So you feel empowered, prepared, and fully understand what's going on at each phase of the divorce process. A therapist does what a therapist does. They handle the emotional side of things. They help you with all the emotional issues that you're going through. A lot of people kind of use their attorneys for that too, which is, I think, a big no-no because attorneys will bill you for it. But attorneys are not licensed professionals. I always used to tell people, I used to tell my clients when I represented them, listen, I minored in psychology in college. If I I wasn't an attorney, I'd probably be a a psychologist, but I'm not. So I'll talk to you uh, and I'll listen as long as you want, but then don't be surprised when you get my bill at the end of the month. And I'm not really giving you professional advice because I'm not a licensed therapist, right? So might as well use that money for some professional, real therapy advice. That's my spiel on that. Uh, But a therapist is essential because, like I said at the beginning, going through a divorce is an emotional roller coaster, and you need the objective 
input from a professional therapist to just help you manage all the emotions that you're experiencing uh, as you go through them. Friends and family are essential. They're great, but they're not objective. Uh, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't solely rely on that part of it. So those are the three people that you should think about when forming your divorce team. And part of part of what I do as a coach is I help people find the right attorney because attorneys, let's face it, there are a lot of them out there, right? But they're not all the same. Uh, and finding the wrong attorney for your, divor- for your divorce uh, can be a critical mistake. So that's part of what I do. You need to find, first you need to identify what kind of attorney you want and need. And second, find the right one that fits your needs. So I help people do that too. All right. What else in the preparation phase? Um, it's not easy, everybody. It takes time, but it's so important, okay, if you haven't figured it out already. So you got to put in the effort and take the time to prepare properly. You're going to be more at ease uh, when you do it, and then things start hitting the fan. Now, you won't think of everything, and that's okay. But these are the things I want you to start thinking about now and the more you do now, the less you'll have to do later. You won't be as overwhelmed uh, when somebody like an attorney uh, or a, a judge is asking you for certain information. If you have an attorney, uh, they're going to love you, and you're going to love them because your legal bill will be lower because you are so prepared. Okay, uh, That will be like a relationship made in heaven. Attorneys hate nothing more than uh, clients who are frazzled, disorganized, and emotional wrecks, okay? So that's why therapy is so important too. I used to force people to go to therapy uh, if I represented them. Like seriously, I would say, I'll represent you, but I know what this is going to be like because after the consultation, they clued me in. I say, the only way we're doing this is if you're in therapy while we do it because I can't do both. I can't manage you legally and emotionally. So that's what I would do. Um, And they would listen. So you're going to be in a good place. If you have these pieces of the puzzle in place, you're on your way, okay? And um, you're going to get through this in one piece uh, and then move on to brighter and better things. And that's what getting divorced is all about, moving on uh, to peace, happiness, and hopefully a better future for yourself. So that's basically what I just wanted to share with you today. Um, if I was talking really fast, I'm sorry. That's what I do sometimes, especially when I'm into what I'm talking about. Um, just listen again, right? Why not? Um, you can listen as many times as you like, but I hope you found it useful and, uh, let me know, you know, email me jason at jasonlavoy.com. Let me know what other topics you want me to talk about, because I'm definitely going to make a point to be doing these solo episodes Uh, much more frequently because that was the whole intent of starting the podcast in the first place was to do some like real coaching and telling you uh, what you need to know and then the experts are like the cream on the on the top it's like that cherry on the top of the sundae like talking and getting insights from experts that you wouldn't normally have access to who wouldn't love that right and i love interviewing them so definitely going to keep on doing that so if you're interested uh in one-on-one divorce coaching with me uh, check out divorce you uh, on through my website jasonlavoy.com 
and you can see all the different packages that I offer. And, you know, let me know. Let me know. If you have any questions, always reach out. And that's it. Until next time. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon. Thank you.